0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. men guys. Patriots post game show. Evan Lazar in Foxborough. John Zanis here. And we're going to talk about uh, a, a, it's hard to say anything but an impressive win over uh, you know one of the top teams in the AFC, albeit a wounded one. Uh, Patriots 36 13. Uh, over Tennessee uh, now with an eight and four record, similar, uh, you know, same record as Tennessee, half a game behind Baltimore that plays tonight. Uh, Patriots could find themselves you know, in the one seed by the end of the day, which is almost unthinkable if you go back about six weeks ago. So, Evan, we were just talking about it offline, uh, but this does feel like an old school sort of Patriots win. It's close. It's not perfect. A lot of things you'd like to see them do differently. And all of a sudden, the other team kind of pukes all over itself and bang, you go from a one score to a three score game. Uh, and, and, and the final score here makes this look like a laugher, and it really wasn't. But uh, you know, all in all, it's hard to hard to be disappointed by anything uh, you know you saw with the Patriots.
1: Yeah, two things here. One, big picture wise, one, this is a type of win that Bill Belichick's going to absolutely love because he's got all this tape now to bring in on Monday morning and Tuesday morning to his team and say, Hey, we got to do this better. We got to do that better. Uh, The run defense had all sorts of issues fitting up the run here today, 270 yards. I think it was, or something crazy like that on the ground uh, for um, Tennessee without Derrick Henry, you know, this is, Dontrell Hilliard and, uh, and a couple of other backup practice squad type of guys, uh, Dante Foreman running for 270 on you in this game. So that's going to be item number one. I'm sure on Bell. Why did
0: that happen? And I want to get, I didn't want to dwell on that. I'm just, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, and we can go over that in a second too. And I just want to quickly also say, so you love the fact that you can go in there, you can correct everything. But at the end of the day, you outclass Tennessee by the end of the, you know, the end of the fourth quarter there, and you win thirty six to thirteen. So you take the easy W at this point of the season. I think we got caught in this a little bit as well in the Brady era at plenty of times where you want style points, right? You want the, the best possible uh, outcomes every single week. You want everything to be perfect. But at this point in the season, take the W, right? Take the win. Go ahead put the win in your pocket. You're eight and four. You're in a great place now for the playoff hunt. And in the AFC, you got Buffalo next week on Monday Night Football. You'll have to play better there certainly to get that win. But you take the W's this time of year and you don't get so caught up in it wasn't pretty here, wasn't pretty there. Uh, You're in week 12, you're in the grind of the season. We can worry about style points when we get to the playoffs, right? When they get to the postseason and we're in January and and it's win or go home, that's when you can worry about the execution in all phases being perfect.
0: It's less about the style points. I think when you are looking at this game, if you're a Patriots fan, you're thinking – it doesn't matter in, in that regard. What does yeah. matter is, can, you know, can you beat it? Can you win a game against a good team when they don't right. do as many things to hurt themselves as uh as uh, as these guys did here today? If you look at it and you just go drive by drive here from the you know, they opened up with a punt. But after that, a touchdown and a missed extra point, a missed field goal. They fumbled in Patriots territory on their next drive. Then they got that touchdown again That the long run near the uh, uh, end of the half. In the second half, they open up and the Patriots have the ball, and Tennessee drops an easy pick six, like un, just walk into the end zone from 70-something from, from yards out, fumble, punt, interception in the end zone, turnover on downs, fumble. You know, that's a ton of things to do to yourself, and I know yeah. – A lot of those are caused, you know, those balls were stripped out. The Patriots were hunting for the ball and they got it on both of those occasions. But I mean, there was a lot of like massive momentum shifting uh, plays in this game that if it goes in the other direction, it's a completely different ball game. And the Patriots seem to, with the exception of allowing that big touchdown run at the end of the half, seem to benefit from almost all of them.
1: Yeah, they made some great plays to f- turn over the football on defense. Certainly right. the goal line stand, that was pretty much the icing on the cake in this game. That that put the game warm up, the buses, that that sort of thing. And you look at some of the situational stuff that the defense was able to do with the turnovers, just the headiness to JC Jackson coming from the other side of the field to strip Foreman on that one play. Right. Uh, Negates a huge running play a big momentum play for the Titans and the Patriots end up forcing a fumble and recovering it So some great turnovers for the defense, but if you want to go to the run defense, which again 270 yards on the ground without Derrick Henry I think the number one thing that I saw first of all the 68 yarder I put that 110% on the coaches because that the players were not prepared for that play right? They just weren't prepared from a personnel standpoint. They're in third and three and the Patriots put their pass rushing front out there. Christian Barmore is the only defensive lineman with his hand in the dirt. Not exactly a a Vince Wilfork, right? Christian Barmore. He's not known for his run defense yet. And he's in there as the only guy down. They run a delayed draw on third and three. They catch the defense completely sleeping on it. And then Devin McCourty takes a pretty poor angle at the back end there, too, to save the touchdown. And the play goes for a 68-yard touchdown. That was a, fu- a systemic failure, right? A coaching was poor in that situation, poor awareness on the field by the players, poor personnel grouping out there for the situation. Just a terrible play but all around for the Patriots. The other thing that I really saw out of the run defense that was a little bit more worrisome, I would say, than one play getting broken off for 68 yards like that, usually that's just a one-off sort of thing. The Patriots used this strategy and it felt like the Titans were ready for it where when you run those outside zone stretch plays against this defense, that play side linebacker off the ball, he's going to come down whether it's Hightower or Bentley and he's going to try to blow up the front side of the play, right? He's just going to come down at the line of scrimmage and go full force into the offensive line. And what that's going to do is it's going to set the edge and force the ball carrier to cut back into the middle of the defense, which is where the Patriots want The ball to be because that's where their big guys like Lawrence Guy and Devon Godshaw and their big linebackers are there to clean up the play. The problem was that backside pursuit was not coming. And I think the one thing that uh, the Titans did that was a nice little game plan type of wrinkle, I'm assuming, from Vrabel and Todd Downing was they were getting that backside guard up onto that second level linebacker in a hurry. They were putting him through right away. So you look at a lot of these plays, watch the linebackers. right? Watch Hightower and Bentley, and when they fire that guy at the line of scrimmage play side, watch that backside linebacker. Nine times out of ten in this game, he's getting blocked by an offensive lineman nine, ten yards past the line of scrimmage, and that was a big reason why the fit didn't work. So, they're going to run downhill at you Right. They're going to try to get that linebacker to blow it up and cut that ball back inside. But if there is nothing on that backside, if they're not closing down from the backside and that cutback lane is going to be wide open. And that's what we saw quite a few times here today.
0: Yep, yeah, a lot. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, they're going to look back at that one. And, uh, you know, that's obviously going to be the area bad. focus this week. And uh, yeah. just wondering how did that you know, happen?
1: Yeah. Whenever you hear Bill Belichick talk about this, right, that he always says, Whether the analytics gurus and the nerds want to agree with it or not, right, he always comes in there and says, We got to stop the run. That's priority number one. That's what every single player on the Patriots roster says defensively. So all the coaches say, We yep. got to stop the run. When you give up 270 rushing yards in a game, that You know he's pissed off about that, right? And he didn't come up to the podium, Belichick, after the game. And he was in all sunshines and rainbows. And he has been at times this year after big blowout wins a couple weeks ago when they blew out Cleveland. That was a game where Belichick was all smiles, all excited, right, all happy and, and giddy about his team. Today he was not. And I guarantee you is because they gave up 270 rushing yards.
0: Yeah. Uh, and – that's just the negative we'll we'll you know so take that and put it aside again at the end of the day a positive game for the patriots uh it's hard to not point to this because this was such an eye popping total um and and it is what it isn't look you say it's cliche stop the run establish the run patriots it's it it isn't it isn't i mean you know the 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 patriots are one of the few if not only team that actually has a i i at least a, 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 up until a week ago, ran the ball more than they passed the ball. So the importance of running the ball, stopping the run, is something that the team you know fully understands. They had a tough time running the ball themselves today. But luckily, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Mac was cooking. Was cooking. And, and was this, cooking. Is, this is the let Mac cook sort of game. And you can tell. I, I said it. Yeah. Brable, but, you know, you knew Mike Vrabel was going to not want to get, you know, he didn't want the Patriots to do what he did to them, actually, which was to, you know, uh, have them just control the clock and just, sm- you know, pound the ball down, uh, you know, uh, down their throats. Uh, and they did a good job stopping the run, but Mac made the throws uh, that he had to make today. He had a couple, again, that turnover, that almost pick six is the one that stands out the most, is like the yeesh sort of throw. He missed Hunter Henry on what should have been a touchdown. You yeah. take those two away, for the most part, I mean, he made he had a really clean game and made some excellent throws all game long.
1: Yeah, you start to look at the box score numbers and, and just the production, you know, advanced metrics to EPA uh, completion percentage over expected. This was a, a Mac was cooking, right? He was cooking, he averaged over. Uh, what was it, 9.7 yards per attempt, uh, 0.38 EPA per play is 87th percentile in that metric. So whatever way you slice it, uh, pass yards per attempt, total yards, you know, whatever. Mac played a great game here today. And I think a couple of plays that you want to come back from, or Mac would want back, I should say. Obviously, the Hunter Henry touchdown was a big one. You mentioned the dropped interception. That that one wasn't so great. And then obviously the sack by Bayard, which is the yep. one thing that I've consistently seen Mac struggle with is handling those delayed pressures from the second level. And it's it's mostly zone pressure. And what they're doing is is they're when somebody comes late, they're bringing them late. And I think a lot of people look at plays like that and they say, oh, well, why didn't the offensive line pick him up? Or why didn't the running back and blitz pick up pick him up? It's not his responsibility, Brandon Bolden's responsibility, to pick up the safety from 10 yards off the line. Right? When right. they set the protection, they say, okay, these five guys, we're going to get these five dudes blocked. If anybody else comes, Mac, you're hot. Right. The that, bo- it's got to get out.
0: Right, exactly. Right, the,
1: the ball, that's on the quarterback. But when these five guys come or in that situation, they overloaded the – it was a nice design by the Titans. They overloaded the right side of the offensive line, and they dropped a the player off of that right side, overload, and blitzed the safety up the gut and it was a nice design by them to get everybody occupied on the uh, right side and the center. They put somebody right over David Andrews and occupied him as well, and they sent Byard up the gut. It looked to me just the broadcast angle, see how open he was on the All-22, but Hunter Henry right over the ball looks like he's open for kind of an outlet type of pass against that blitz, and Mac just needs to see those things a little bit faster, but in terms of the actual throws when you go through it, uh, the deep ball to Jacoby Myers with Bayer co- closing down quickly on that play, gets it in there, hits all sorts of receivers off of play action. Johnny Smith had a couple of crossing routes, hits Myers on the sale. Uh, really just a very, very good passing performance from Mac. But I, I think, again, it was two steps forward, one step back to a degree because you do look at some of the situations, right? Third down, red zone. The Patriots weren't good enough in those areas. And I think some of that was on the play calling. They got a little bit conservative, especially in the first half, running the football down in the red zone when that clearly wasn't working. But you go four for 10 in the, on third down. But most importantly, you go two for five in the red zone. And those are going to be areas where the Patriots are going to need to improve. And that one Blitz. It's called gut two because it's cover two with the middle safety blitzing right up the middle. And Kevin Bayard in this case, Atlanta got him with the same blitz last week. The Patriots have to correct that, right? They have to get that corrected. But overall, uh, we're talking about rookie things, right? We're talking about little things here or there that with a rookie quarterback, these breakdowns are going to happen. And he played extremely well on the whole.
0: Yeah, no, and again, it's little things, but, you know, they were talking about something David Andrews said during the week too about, like, we got to get on Mac's page and we got to get to his level. It's obvious right now that Mac Jones is seeing things at a super high level. You're right. Some of these are rookie things when it's, uh, you know, picking up that delayed blitz or also just situational football, you know, a couple of times where you just can't take that sack Um, one, which knocked them out of field goal range after a Titans turnover, which was just a really bad one. You know, you had uh, you know, those are ones where you're just taking points off the board for yourself. Uh, So you just have to do something, you know, I don't know if he's not seeing it or he's just thinking if I just have a, if he thinks he has a split second more time than he does and needs to get rid of it. But you definitely clean a couple of those things off. But, again, it's just you keep seeing, like, those, you know, what we didn't see earlier in the year, uh, you know, were those throws, you know? Like- yeah. And now you're starting to see him make some throws. Yeah, um, that,
1: that throw to Myers and, and Myers yeah, it, after the game that – He
0: didn't even he, know it was coming, right? Yeah,
1: he's clearing out space. He doesn't think he's even going to get the football. But you times. can see
0: because he he lost his balance and lost his feet. If he did know it was coming, he might have walked into the end zone on that one. It was such a beautiful ball.
1: Right, and, and you look at that and you see you know just the willingness to push it down the field. Wasn't necessarily there in the first couple of weeks of the season, especially on a throw over 35 yards in the air, right? Maybe uh, he was willing to dagger one between cover two on like an 18, 19 yard dart or something like that. But over the top of the defense like that really wasn't there at the beginning, beginning of the year. Uh, So that was a nice play from him overall. it, it just, Every single week you can stack together all the throws. The throws off of play action are always really impressive to me as well because you have to make quick reads and quick decisions with the football because those linebackers are dropping off into those uh, underneath coverages. And if that ball isn't out instantly, once he hits the top of the drop, then they're going to fall underneath it and take away those throws. Hits Johnny when a couple of crossers off play action that were nice. The Kendrick Bourne's first touchdown, a nice play, right? To to loft it over there, uh, uh, you know, put it on a platter for Bourne and give him a chance to go ahead and make that catch. And then the uh, second touchdown to Bourne as well. Henry clears out the underneath zone. Bourne crosses or drags underneath into it, and he puts the ball right on him. Lets him run it after the catch with it. Leads him up the field, and you know, those are the types of. Little plays, right? It's a short throw. It's five yards in the air or something like that. But the ball placement allows him to go right. ahead and run with it after the catch. And that's important as well.
0: I know. And I, I don't want to get into the Cam Newton comparisons from last year. But again, this was an underrated trait, you know, that you realized how much you missed it from the Tom Brady years of being yeah. able to place the ball exactly where it needed to be on these really short or, you know, underneath throws to allow your receiver to do something with one to make the catch. Uh, And not get blown up immediately, but also give him a position to get some yak. And again, Mac really puts those throws right on the money, makes some really nice touch throws. And that short stuff while, you know, national media or critics or whatever, who might just look at it and say, oh, dink and dunk, you know, sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. it, that stuff's really important. And it really is one of probably the most underrated quarterback skill, uh, which is ball placement on some of those uh, some of those short touchdowns. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we have to nitpick. Oh, a blitz here and overthrow there, and then you look at the hole and you say, "Wow, 310 yards, two TDs, 123 rating." This was a really good Mac Jones performance against a Titans defense that had some linebackers out, right? No Rashawn Evans, no right. David Long, but for the most part, that was the Titans defense out there today right that was 9 11 yeah. of the Titans defense if you will it, it was most of their starters out there Jeffrey Simmons played Bayard played um you know Harvey uh keep Landry Harvey. yeah Harold Landry played yeah. so a, a lot of their big guys played today and Mac yeah. Jones diced them apart for the most part
0: yeah no it was uh it was it was definitely impressive and again it's you know it's you look at some of the things they didn't do and, and, and think about cleaning it up. But again, a really impressive win uh, overall uh, against a, against a quality opponent. And so, like I said, prior to all of the injuries, we felt like this was one the Patriots could and possibly should win uh, coming in. Definitely with how depleted uh, the Titans were on offense you are disappointed to see the 270 and the rush yards because I I, I yeah. thought they'd be I thought they were going to hold this team to you know 200 total yards of offense today Um, and you know t- Tennessee wouldn't be able to move the ball at all. But again, uh, you know, Tannehill's under 100 yards; they really couldn't get anything going through the air. How much of that was strategy um there? Because you would have think they'd force they'd try to force them to throw, uh, and it kind of went in the other direction.
1: Yeah, I. The run defense was just a nightmare. I I, I don't even think that it was necessarily anything that the Titans did differently than what the Patriots thought they were going to do going into the game. I mean, the Patriots opened the game in base. I think that's what I mean. Month. Is you
0: what you you would dare them to throw? You open yeah. the game in yeah. base, which they don't do. They open yeah. every game in nickel, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't understand how that happened because you want you wanted to bait them into throwing because you knew yeah. that would be to your advantage, and instead Absolutely. they just ran it right at the Patriots. Yeah,
1: yeah. They 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 opened the game in base, and that very first drive. Tannehill dink and dunked his way not the first right. one, the second drive excuse me they yep. went on that 14 play touchdown drive and a lot of short throws by Tannehill were gaining a lot of yards underneath in the zone coverages they're running play action and Tannehill was just taking the check down so right? was taking the short credit to variable there the yeah yeah credit to variable and Tannehill for being patient on that drive yep. they were dinking and dunking their way down the field. The next drive out, the Patriots went from first down or early down base for the most part, right to big nickel. And once they got into big nickel, big nickel, I mean, three safety nickel, right? Duggar Phillips and Devin McCourty all on the field with two corners. Once they got into that big nickel, they couldn't stop the run. Not Victor Green, big nickel. Yeah. They couldn't stop to run at a big nickel, and and that was uh, that was really where the game flip-flopped into the Titans being able yeah. to run the football at will. So it was, yeah, this was as bad. I can't think of another game where the Patriots were as poor against the run as they were in this game today because this was not we're going to – Put our safeties back. We're going to allow you to run the football and gain six yards per carry, but we're not going to allow you to throw the ball and create explosives in the passing game. The Patriots were putting eight guys in the box. The Patriots are playing base defense early on in this game. The Patriots were trying to stop the run, and they just couldn't. I I haven't seen the Bill Belichick team be that poor against the run when they were trying to defend the run, right? Not when they were just willfully giving it to you and handing it out like candy. This was a we got bodied. We got absolutely bodied. And and that that is a disappointing thing to come away from this game because their run defense really over the last month, since the Chargers really game, yeah. they had turned it around. They stopped they had a bad first drive against Cleveland, but then they turned that around. Atlanta and Carolina had no chance of running the football on them. They get to this point now and the run defense looks like a problem again.
0: And that's the thing that's going to uh that's going to, uh, you know, it's certainly not you know facing Buffalo two out of the next three games. You don't have much of a rushing attack, right. but you do have the, Colts. A, a, the yeah. Colts with Taylor there, and you really wanted to feel good about that run game being buttoned up. Because uh, again, uh, those guys, you know, they were able to to run it at the Bucks today, uh, and uh, and, uh, and 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 score a lot of points, even though it took a little while to get them going. Uh, you certainly want to have it cleaned up by the time you face Indy coming up out of the bye, and it felt like they had. Uh, other thing I thought, if we're gonna nitpick a tad, I do think once again Patriots kind of. Came out very conservative um, yeah. with the idea that I understand the philosophy. There's not enough firepower power on the other side uh, to beat us. So let's do it this way. Let's be let's be smart. Let's take care of the football. Twice they get inside the 10-yard line to start the game, and they run on first and second down there. They got, I wouldn't say lucky, but you had a nice catch by Bourne on a on a tough throw and probably a low percentage. Uh, type of throw there on that one. And then they kind of attempt something similar with Henry that doesn't go for uh, a score there. You know, throwing it to the outside in single coverage where only the receiver can get it. Yeah. Very clear they wanted to do that. I think they had a fourth and short where they also didn't try to go for it. Uh, so again, conservative, conservative here. I understand you're looking at the opponent on the other side for not, you know, not, you know, the way you wanted to do it. Um, but it was obvious that's what they wanted to do. And again, I think Mike Vrabel knew it. Um, and which is why they were so effective, able to stop the run early in the game. Patriots really couldn't get anything going on the ground. And I think Tennessee knew that they were going to try very, very, very hard, uh, to win the game that way. So, um you know yeah. hats off to Vrabel who's coached really well uh almost every single time that he's gone yeah. up against Belichick um you know pretty good idea you know he's, he does a good job anticipating what's coming from the other side at the end yeah. of the day just they just didn't have the horses to to compete
1: yeah earlier this week we spoke to Vrabel and he's was handing out all sorts of praise to the Patriots running game. The receivers are the best run-blocking receivers in the NFL. They got great great offensive line, great running game. So you knew coming into this game that Frable wasn't going to let the Patriots run the ball uh, effectively. And this is a very good Titans-run defense. So in my game plan and the podcast on Patriots Beat with Alex, uh, we talked about – letting Matt cook early in this game, letting yeah. Matt throw the football early. And I thought Belichick yeah. might
0: try that a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, here. And,
1: yeah. And, and try to get a lead because we knew that the only way that this was going to be a competitive game is if the Patriots kept this a low scoring affair. If this was a game that was being played in the teens and the Titans were going to have a chance, as soon as the Patriots started putting up points, right. They get to 36 points. And, uh, the Titans had no chance of scoring that many points. So I thought early on in this game, if you let Mac Jones cook a little bit, you throw to get up on the scoreboard, you get up by two or three scores. Now all of a sudden the game's over by halftime, right? But unfortunately the Patriots uh, on one instance, they get into the goal line, First and eight from the uh, Tennessee eight-yard line, going right into the end zone. They go two straight running plays for four yards, and then you're in third and four in the condensed red area. It's difficult to throw the ball down there. You got to throw because you're not going to gain four yards on the right. ground in that yep. situation. And, and they go, th- they uh, you know, don't convert on third down. They kick a field goal. Then they go back into the red zone in the next drive. They run it on second and ten to nowhere. It's, then it's third and nine inside the red zone again. And they stall out and they kick another field goal. So just looking at some of those early conservative play calling a uh, Mac was cooking in the first half yeah. I and mean, he was on fire, right? I mean, he was throwing for 11, 12 yards per attempt at one point. And then every single time they got into the red zone, they went to that run game and I get it. They, they want to run the football down inside the 10 yard line. They want to be bully ball. They want to muscle the football in there. And, and that's sort of the identity of the team, but As the Patriots know better than anybody, sometimes the matchup doesn't favor that, right? Sometimes the matchup favors throwing the ball or sometimes the matchup favors running outside instead of inside. And I thought they could have done that a little bit more today, which was attacking the edges of the Titans defense instead of just running right into the teeth of the Titans defense, which is the strength of this team. So it wasn't exactly the best play calling early on in the game. And that that would probably be the only other, other than the run defense, the early play calling was not great. I think that that two for five number in the red zone, at least two of those was on Josh McDaniels, if you ask me.
0: Yeah. And so there there, there is, you, you run into that. And again, I understand it because they were trying. Um, I think they were looking at the opponent and the last thing they wanted to do was give away points. And it, what did we say during the week? I think it was, you know, you don't expect Tennessee to get over 20. So the Patriots were trying to get to about 23 today, you know, um, in in their mind. And that's really all they needed. So take three when you can get three, make sure you're not leaving anything on the board. And uh, you know, that was as much discipline as it was conservative play calling. But again, I just, I, you know, if a guy has 80 something percent completion percentage, I view that as, conservative it's low risk you know yeah. it's uh, you know you're you're putting enough faith in mac that he's just not a turnover machine and he's going to make the right decisions. so i i do think that you can open it up a little bit on the play calling we are back and better than ever
1: all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season as always BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Uh, individual performances, um, obviously, uh, and again, it wasn't quite a Breakout performance, but um, they tried to get Jonu Smith involved early. The Jonu yeah. Smith revenge game. Yeah. I mean, again, forty-nine yards for him is a, is a bonanza uh, based <laughs> on what it's uh, been uh, been going. But really, nothing in the second half. Most of this stuff happened early. Uh, good to see him get involved, nonetheless. Uh, I would say, uh,
1: but yeah, you know, honestly, you know, take look, what you they, can get. This offense, and I tweeted this out after the first drive they don't have the number one guy, right? They don't have the Devontae Adams. They don't have the Tyree kill, but they have seven or eight guys that can contribute in multiple ways. And on any given week, and the one thing that this offense has going for it, and then you combine that with the quarterback and Mac Jones, who's a good distributor is they can put the ball in multiple guys, hands and attack you in multiple different ways. And I think who, although the numbers don't pop off the page at you, at least he gave you something today in that vein where, the crossers off of play action, Uh, the one jet sweep handoff that he took for nine yards was at the time for a while there until the fourth quarter, the Patriots most successful play on the ground was that Johnny Smith handoff. So you look at some of the different things that they were able to do with their tight ends. If you factor into this, that if Hunter Henry, catches that touchdown pass from Mac Jones and the ball isn't overthrown and the stats from the tight ends look even better, right? Then right. you're talking about almost hundred receiving yards, a touchdown from Smith and Henry. So I thought that those two guys did their jobs and contributed Hunter. Henry uh, made some plays on third down late in the game, a third down conversion like he has all year. So yeah, I, this is what the Patriots want out of John. O. It's not $13 million worth, right? They pay, they're paying him 13 million bucks, uh, 17 million in total cash this year. And that's not a $17 million player, right? Three catches for 49 yards and one carry for nine is not $17 million worth of production. Nobody's saying that. But when you have a little bit of Janu and a little bit of Bourne and a little bit of Myers and a little bit of Henry and you got the running backs and you mix it all together, it's a lot to defend. It's not necessarily one superstar athlete out there, but it is a lot to defend.
0: Yeah. And, and the guy who does keep coming up big again is born uh, here. Who's who is the team's leading receiver in terms of uh, yardage and possibly receptions, uh, but yardage for sure. No Myers, I think receptions, but um, just, what he was able to do there, um, you know, just on both of those touchdowns, uh, he's just definitely a guy who makes plays. I know in the post game show, yeah. um, he was referred to as a little energizer bunny, the guy yeah. who really kind of like provides that spark and gets things going. Uh, and you know, he was he did it again today,
1: yeah. The catch, uh, on his first touchdown, just a, a great contested catch going a really I-R. tough catch and That's a great, a tough catch. Yeah. I think the one thing that definitely has taken me by surprise is honestly his whole game has taken me by surprise in a lot of ways because I knew he's a good route runner I knew he was a tough route runner like he would go over the middle of the field and he'd make those tough catches in traffic and he'd take hits and move the chains and be a steady presence but the contested catch ability and the yards after catch are not things that I expected that they were going to get out of Kendrick Bourne when they signed him he's a far more explosive player in space with the ball in his hands and I think anybody ever expected. And maybe on that touchdown, the second one, he, he thought he said after the game, you know, I thought I was going to get tackled, right? You know, right. everybody thinks he's going to get tackled and he somehow just keeps going and never gets tackled. So it's impressive to watch him do things and add to his game. You know, this, this player with the 49ers was not a yak receiver. He was not a jump ball in the end zone, you know, smash, you know, uh, under fade type of concept, right? He wasn't that guy. Right. He wasn't the guy that they were throwing the ball up to inside the five yard line. He's developed into that kind of player for the Patriots. And it, it's really been it, it's been a pleasant surprise because I, I I thought he was going to be kind of that steady Eddie, you know, average, what, nine, 10 yards per reception or something like that. And and not be necessarily the explosive play guy in this offense. He's turned into the most explosive receiver, that the which Patriots is insane. Has. Right. Yeah. That's the
0: thing is that he's, he's a, you know, leader in, a, uh, uh, in, in yardage. And again, we're not talking a huge number, but coming in, you know, he's up over 600 yards. He's doing it on very, on, on relatively few catches. He's the guy who's provided you a lot of bl- big plays for this offense, which is not what you expected. Uh, you were getting, you thought you were getting a Myers like sort of, you know, right. possession guy who could run some, he, and he's not very fleet of foot. Um, you know, this is not a four, three forty guy, uh, right. at all. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely a playmaker, uh, which yeah. the team sorely needs. Um, so those two guys, Meyer and Jacoby, again had an all-around solid game, just short of a hundred yeah. yards. Uh, the other individual performance that's definitely worth talking about on the defensive side of the ball is uh, is uh, JC Jackson, who just can't stop Mr.
1: ball magnet doing crazy. It's crazy. Stuff. It's uh, crazy. And-
0: and I know Bill in the postgame said, you know, he's the garbage man. If you leave something laying out, he's going to pick it up. Right. Uh, again, he just does it again. In this case, it was the forced fumble, right? He didn't pick that one up. He forced it coming back on yes. that play. It was right. picked up by Mills, um, yeah. which was a great play by him. Uh, and very play, alert. Yeah. And then again, I don't know, you know, what you think on that pass? Was he going to get there
1: anyway if McCordy doesn't? doesn't tip it so, It was close um, so it's a really well defended play the Patriots had it defended perfectly they did they weren't a, surprised by it but no, it's, a, it's like a bootleg action but right? if but he, he lofts he, it a little higher I, I, if there's too much air on
0: it I think JC gets under it and McCourty yeah. was right in the right place for it and seemed to have his eyes on the quarterback the whole time so yeah. I, I don't think that pass was getting through but again Jackson the beneficiary of the tip yeah
1: yeah so he's sitting there in the crosser window Devin McCourty is right they yep. know that they're running the bootleg yep. they know they're trying to cross the receiver right so he sits right there in the crosser window and makes Ryan Tannehill throw around him right you got it you got him right here you can't throw it where you want to throw it it's going to have to be a little bit off I think the thing that makes it so unbelievable is that JC is just always 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 seems to catch these deflections like which I, is I just really hard to do yeah That's, it's it's bonkers to especially me in such short
0: them. yeah it's unreal yeah. the one last week was insane yeah because uh, that was so quick but this yeah. one yeah right but he's yeah, uh, it's amazing know, he
1: tips it up in the air jc's running full speed in the other direction he tips it up in the air and he's somehow able to come back and catch it like that uh, the, he is a ball, there, there's the ball magnet doesn't even do it justice. He is, he is a a, a ball super magnet. I right? <laughs> right. this guy, the ball just comes to him in, in bunches. It's really impressive. He's gravity, okay. He is, and it's
0: it's, it's automatic. It's coming to him, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and I'm really interested to see, you know what the Patriots end up doing. And I I know we're talking about this team this year right now uh, on this show in particular, so I won't go too long on this, but I'm really interested to see what the team does with JC Jackson at the end of the year, unrestricted free agent, a guy that is absolutely balled out for the Patriots. He leads the league in interceptions since stepping on the field in 2018, nobody in the NFL has more interceptions than JC Jackson, but that player the undrafted free agent that Belichick turns into a star. It's not the guy they typically pay, right? If he, if he takes a, a Jonathan Jones type of contract, that's, you know, Jones takes a nice, but not a Malcolm
0: didn't get paid.
1: Malcolm Butler doesn't get paid. You know, it just, it's not typically what Belichick's typical, operating procedure and maybe with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal with some money to play with the Patriots treat the situation differently but it's not the guy that they usually back up the Brinks truck for but if anybody has earned it the the hard way it, it is definitely JC Jackson and I, I think all of us fans uh media everybody covering the team we all hope that Jay, they pay JC because well, he has been fantastic for them
0: yeah i mean he did the thing he did the thing no agent wants his client to do ever and this week publicly say that he loves it here and wants to stay in new england forever and you know his agent sitting there you're you're
1: welcome for that quote
0: (laughs) you know the agent's like no you know right that one was evan evan was the evan was the guy who asked that question yeah but um You know, he says that, which again opens that window where if you're the Patriots, you seize on that. You're like, okay, willing to play ball. If market, is gonna be $16, 17 million Can we get him for fourteen? Can we get him for thirteen? Right. Is that the mar- worth it? Well,
1: if he hits unrestricted free agency, the market's gonna be eighteen million. Eighteen plus. Eighteen is yeah. probably the
0: franchise number. I'm just so the saying.
1: Franchise. The franchise tag is seventeen-ish. Yeah. Right now. So the Patriots, if they can get him at $16, 17 million well, per year, that's a discount. The, that's the reason I said
0: discount. sixteen. A top five corner. The the, right. the the market is eighteen. But you're wondering right. if other teams look at him the same way you're looking at him, or the Patriots yeah. might, which is. This isn't a guy with a pedigree. I wonder how much of it is the system. I wonder how much of it is ball luck. Uh, Maybe he's not a true number one. And I don't know if he gets, he may be looked at kind of as a second class citizen and not that top dollar guy. So, Maybe the money's a little less. Maybe they know that they've in the past done the go out and find your deal and then come back to us thing with these guys. Um, Franchising is also obviously on the table here if they wanted to. But given the fact that JC wants to stay, you'd like to think that maybe they can get there without having to do that um, and find that right number, whatever that is, uh, with enough money up front to make everybody happy. So, yeah, that would be nice if that were the case. Uh, We do have to look ahead now and what's what's interesting again is um right now the patriots could be the number one seed if the uh if the browns beat the ravens tonight um which is insane at eight and four three-way tie with them with the ravens and uh the tennessee titans with the eight and four records but really uh what it comes down to uh not at all comes down to but two out of the next three games are against the buffalo bills which is going to basically decide or you know play heavily into the division and or the playoffs i think most fans would feel pretty good about a split um but uh you know whether you that happens or not you know we'll see you you can only play one at a time and it's next week in buffalo buffalo got right a little bit um this yeah. last week uh after looking a little bit off here so just a quick a quick sneak peek preview into this game and evan uh for everybody out there evan will be traveling out to buffalo for this game uh as well as well as uh, the colts game after the bye uh, so uh you know obviously stay with us for coverage leading up to that game but uh just your thoughts looking ahead right now.
1: Yeah, quick correction. It's Monday night, not Sunday. Monday night, Monday night. Thank yeah, don't want to confuse people. Monday night, people. Monday Monday night, night football, but I do want to. Monday
0: I... night, my my bad. Saturday, and and the Colts game is now a Saturday yeah, game. It's
1: it's confusing. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but uh, I just didn't want want everybody to be confused and and set their their timers or their their clocks for the wrong time. It's Monday night football game against Buffalo next week. But I think the two things that I look at um, stylistically from this game. Uh, number one. I think the most important thing is we've seen other than today, today is a bad example, I guess, coming off this game. But for the most part, when the Patriots have been able to put heavy personnel on the field defensively, they've been a bit better, right? The linebackers have eaten, that front seven has eaten. This Buffalo team is an 11 personnel team, sometimes even four wide receivers on the field at once, right? right? They if run they, three they wide. Run. They, they won run. three wide, four wide. They are a new age offense. They don't want to run the football. They don't care about running they the football. They throw
0: in any situation. They
1: throw in bunches. Yeah. They throw in bunches. And I am very curious to see how this Patriots pass defense holds up against a team that is going to spread the field, gonna make you play dime defense, most likely, for most of this game. And there's gonna be a lot, you know, this is not a Juwan Bentley game right? Jawan Bentley, maybe he plays on first down, but other than that, he's not going to play a ton in this game. I'm not even sure this is a big Dante Hightower game either, to be honest with you. So some of your key guys that have really spearheaded this six game winning streak have been a huge part of what you've done over the last month. Plus this is not their type of game. So how does this Patriots defense defend? What is the, the, the structure? What does it look like when they're playing, dime defense against a pass heavy team. I think the game plan that you might be able to borrow some from is not, you know, obviously you can borrow from the Colts and the Jaguars in terms of the teams that Buffalo has played and maybe borrow some things from how they confuse Josh Allen. But looking back at that Chargers game for the Patriots against yep. Justin Herbert. Another team, they ran the ball on the Patriots a little bit, but it was really just two or three big runs. It wasn't a whole lot of runs in between. So that game was a little bit more pass-heavier in offense that you were kind of loaded up to stop the pass a little bit more. So how this Patriots team plays uh, the Bills How to dime and how this works out from them personnel-wise is going to be fascinating. Two high safeties, uh, rotate the safety into the box late, uh, show cover two, show quarters, uh, play a bunch of those types of looks. That's how these other teams like the Colts and the Jaguars have uh, eaten Josh Allen up, right? That's how they've really gotten him to struggle. I'm assuming the Patriots will go with similar zone-style type of plans against the Bills as well. You can't man up on Buffalo. You just can't. The Saints tried to do it. They failed. Uh, There's too many weapons. Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Manny Sanders, uh, Cole Beasley. There's too many guys to play man coverage against and Josh Allen's legs and his ability to extend plays with his legs kills you against man coverage as well. So this is a zone heavy game has to be for the Patriots and uh, offensively. Can you exploit what Indianapolis was able to exploit a few weeks ago? You're not going to run for 260 necessarily like the Colts did, but can you run the football against Buffalo? Can you incorporate play action off of the running game and make this a little bit more of a smoke and mirrors game in the passing game? Because this is a very, very – even without Tredavious White – a very, very good Buffalo pass defense, and they turn the ball over a lot. They pressure the quarterback a ton. If you go in there and you try to throw the ball 50 times against Buffalo, I that's going to be a recipe for a very quick loss, right? That's going to be a recipe for disaster. So running the football, incorporating play action off the running game, trying to possess the ball, trying to run some clock, keep the ball out of Allen's hands, and, and that old – I wouldn't say it's a full Peyton Manning, right? Josh Allen isn't Peyton Manning, but back in the day when the Patriots had beat the Colts, it was, 40 minutes time of possession yeah. right you know that, that that was sort of the type of game play make them really grind wrong. it
0: out you know yeah. don't 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 let them eat up big the chunks the patriots
1: want to grind this game they don't want they don't want to try to get into a a, a turf race with, with buffalo right they right. don't want to try to get into a track meet with buffalo uh, they will not win that game so yeah. they, they have to make this a, a a muddy ugly grinded out type of football game and and see if you show too high see if buffalo will run it Right. Every single handoff, it seems like for the Bills to Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, or they got Breida now trying to run the football because they can run the football. Moss the other was a healthy
0: scratch last week. Yeah. So
1: any yeah. Matt Breida run, I mean, feels, this Thursday feels yeah. like a win for the Patriots defense. Right. Yeah. Anytime that they, they run the football in Buffalo, that feels like a good thing. Singletary is
0: not an explosive player who's breaking a lot of tack- tackles either. So you're right. And in, in, in you want them to try to get the balls in the hands of their running yeah. backs for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So try to get that, try to get in into second and 10, third and eight, you know, situations where you can pin your ears back, run some of your exotics in the secondary, confuse Josh Allen with rotations and blitzes and different looks and things like that. Uh, That's what the Patriots need to do defensively to to win this football game. But the bills are going to spread you out. They're going to throw it. Uh, They're going to incorporate Allen's legs in certain ways. Uh, This is a modern NFL offense. This is not what you just played in the Tennessee Titans that are going to try to run the football down your throats this is a completely different ball game.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be exciting. This is fun. I mean, if you, if you thought, you know, you knew when the season started, there was two games against the bills, uh, late in the season. Yeah, uh, I don't think we expected the way the season started. The Patriots would be, ahead of the Bills when they faced the, when they played this one the first time. You thought it would be a, you're going to have to beat these guys to get any chance of getting into the playoffs. They're in pretty good shape right now. And again, a split would be uh, more than good enough, given where the Patriots are. So you're hoping you can figure out a way. It is odd to have these games stacked up so close to one another. But, yeah. it's uh it's going to be is,
1: fun too, because then you come back around and play like Buffalo. A, So what happens the first time, I'm sure you will get a completely different game the second time around. Right. You know, it's going to be a completely different game plan. They're going to learn from the mistakes and try to cover up some of the things from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, obviously that Colts game is going to be a tough one for the Patriots. I I hate that matchup against the Colts. I hate it. I know some people think Carson. Oh God. I hate it. But they can run the football. Uh, Frank Reich knows how to RPO you. He knows how to play action. You, he knows how to move the pocket. Uh, They can run the ball. It's it's the same stylistically. It's the same offense that that Eagles offense in 2017 ran. It's the same exact playbook as what they ran in 17. And what they do is they make it so easy on the quarterback. Right, Carson right. Wentz is not doing a whole lot of thinking up here. This is not Mac Jones five read progression. Let's get through it all and get and make the right throw. This is designed plays to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as quickly as possible. And these are the types of schemes in Indianapolis that give the Patriots all sorts of fits I mean they they can be designed well I think to stop Buffalo Uh, Indianapolis is a really really tough matchup for them
0: yeah yeah it's uh, all three of these games this is a gauntlet sort of uh situation here and you would have thought Tennessee was involved in that too until again they kind of uh they lost they Lost all their offensive firepower. Um, interesting week in the AFCs before we wrap it. All four teams won the Dolphins with a super impressive win today, absolutely destroying Cam Newton and the Panthers. How did we pick that one, Evan? I forget.
1: Uh, I think we picked the Panthers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Newton, in fact, was benched in this game. I
1: Aaron. Yes, uh,
0: How- and that was. It's that funny
1: because I, I don't want to troll them too much and get them back on my case, but I haven't heard a whole lot out of the the cam stands that were always in my mentions uh, over the last season and over the off season during the bye week and everything, right, or uh, during a training camp. I mean, I haven't heard a ton about uh, – how great cam is and, and how the Patriots let cam down. And yeah, I mean, we're not really hearing that whole, that chatter whole much, um, not
0: as happy. much. And again, right you, much. right. you see, right. You see Mac and it was it, early in the year. I could see it because it was look like, you know, you were managing and dinking and dunking, um, but yeah, the uh this isn't in any uh, people in New England are generally rooting for Cam Newton. This was just surprising watching this result after those last couple of weeks. Uh the Dolphins win the uh the uh the uh the Jets beat uh the Texans. I think we got that one wrong too, Evan.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm telling but you, you f- fade Lazar. If yeah, I say f- f- Fade Lazar. That, fade
0: Lazar at all costs. Uh we did get the Patriots one right. So again, that's uh Yeah, that's we, we did. There that's we go. A good, that's a good one there. I'm right
1: on the Patriots, but other than that, Fade, Fade Lazar. That, that's, Fade, yeah. Can, can no I book. just say one more thing really quickly because I've yeah. seen it a bunch in the chat about Nelson Aguilar and where is Nelson Aguilar? And I know this is some inside uh, football tape nerd type of stuff to say, but you can't truly understand Nelson Aguilar's role in the offense watching it on the TV. It just doesn't really do it justice. And I understand that the box score numbers aren't there. I understand the production has been lousy. But if you watch the way that this Patriots offense plays and you start to think about, okay, how does Kendrick Bourne catch a crossing pattern and go 41 yards to the house afterwards? Or how does it feel like Hunter Henry always has a one-on-one in the middle of the field on third down and they are able to move the chains there? Or Jacoby Myers gets open on that sale concept. A lot of the times, Nelson Aguilar is, the one that's running up the field and taking coverage with him down the field and opening up space underneath for all the other guys to operate. Has it been worth the price tag of that they paid him? Has he been worth the contract, so to speak? Maybe not in the box score. Maybe you could argue maybe you could have paid a little bit less for somebody else to do that, but teams are respecting Nelson Aguilar's ability to get deep and they're rolling that safety over the top or they're dropping off coverage on his side of the field to make sure they stay over the top of his vertical routes. And it does consistently week in and week out, open up space for people underneath the defense. And that's ultimately where the Patriots want to throw the football. If they wanted to be a high volume, deep passing attack, and I think Nelson Aguilar's numbers would be a lot better, but because they want to be this short and intermediate efficient passing game, his role on the offense right now is to clear it out. That's it. He's clearing out space. He's running up the field and he's clearing out. I guarantee you the coaches think that Nelson Aguilar is playing a lot better uh, than the casual fan thinks. That's just looking at his fantasy football output. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's less about, uh, you know, it's less about the numbers it's more about that'd be fine if he wasn't a high volume guy if you'd see a play or two or i get it yeah and and i think that's what's getting at people which is why we even talk about janu today just to see him make some plays is like okay because you know it's there if you need it right now i don't know what if people know what they have in agalor um and and he
1: has not jumped off screen at you in the respect that he's not getting so open that the targets are just coming in bunches for him down the field because he's running by people and, and and demanding the targets uh you know he's not he's not that kind of deep threat he's not tyree kill he's not you know one of these players that's oh my god he's got five yards of separation behind the defense i i gotta throw this ball up to him but he's doing a nice job of of doing the of playing the role in the offense that they're asking him to play. They paid him a lot of money to stretch the field. I get that, but that that's kind of what he's doing right now.
0: Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I did want to say just ahead. I know many of you are Celtics fans uh, as you should be, and there's a game yes. coming up tonight. So oh, no, later not on again, well, yeah, I know it's
1: <laughs> now watch know. the Celtics coverage and just, Share in the misery if it is misery again (laughs) but watch our solid (laughs) coverage because they do a great job i i I know i can't i I, sometimes i I have trouble watching the games john i'm not gonna lie because (laughs) it makes me want to pull my hair out in in frustration i know Um, but that's that's for a different show so go I ahead and let the Celtics guys talk about
0: it. No, that's exactly it. Is uh, you know, uh, tune in for the Celtics guys tonight. Yeah. Uh, and again, is it's, it's uh, as we've said, is it's as much group therapy as it is game analysis, uh, and an opportunity to vent, and who knows. Uh, but yeah, it's been, you know, it, it, okay. you know, it, 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 I mean, you covered the Patriots all all last year, Evan. You have an idea what it's like watching, you know, roller coasters teams and yeah. was this the real thing or are they, are they good? Are they bad? Are they good? Are they bad? It's a really tough team right now, but again, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, It makes it that much more interesting because you really don't know what's going to happen. uh, And you are looking to see things, you know, change and be different. Uh, And again, what I will say is you did have a little bit of a subtle email call out last game. So you wonder how people respond. And again, it's a lot of this stuff seems to be, uh, you know, kind of, Pointed at the stars, particularly Tatum uh, and in some cases Brown to kind of be a little bit different uh, than they've been right now and maybe lead this team in a different way. Uh, But we'll see what they do tonight. Tatum seemed a little bit irked by the criticism last game. I'm curious how he responds tonight. So they're taking on Toronto uh you know up in toronto should be a good game uh and then uh philly on wednesday so obviously celtics all access or our main youtube channel for the live stream uh of these post game shows uh coming up immediately after the game it's none of this wait for lazar to get out of the locker room stuff we just go (laughs) baby uh uh, (laughs) which is all good uh that's for (laughs) Uh, As for Evan, uh, he'll have uh, something up on uh, clnsmedia.com on tonight's game, plus uh, much more stuff coming throughout the week, including Patriots beat. Are we Tuesday this week?
1: Tuesday this week, probably Tuesday, Thursday again, although the Monday night game, they're really screwing us with the scheduling. You know, Monday night game, Thanksgiving week, you know, Thursday night game. So I I think Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Friday, I should say uh, this week, Tuesday, Friday.
0: Yeah. 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 Tuesday, Friday. Good. So we've got that Patriots beat. So make sure again, you subscribe to all of our stuff, all of our YouTube channels. So you can catch that stuff live Patriots win 36, and four could be the one seed by the end of the night, which is crazy. Um, thanks for hanging out with us.